This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, y'all, this is the G Podcast, episode 115. Yes, yes, and mo yes. Only during NFL season do we start late. <laughs> Damn. My homes, my homes. I'm not even going to go into it because I know that's where Vi is right now. So I'm going to wait for him to come back and give me an update. I know uh, some of y'all who might be listening, loyal listeners, will be checking out in the background the game as I glance over at the game occasionally. So I just got to say what's up, y'all. It is uh, that time of the year, man, NFL season down to the last four. We're waiting on, I guess, one of these teams to come out. Uh, of uh, Kansas City and Cincy. It is tied going into OT. That's all I'm going to say. And then coming up later on, you got LA and San Fran. So um, if you got a team in the race, good luck to you. So, you know, as we tape, uh, the KC and Cincy game is going into overtime. And uh, the LA and San Fran game is, is about to get started in a few. I just had to say that for folks who might be listening to the podcast who um, say, damn, these people sound distracted. <laughs> Because they are. I'm not distracted. Not I me. know you're not distracted. Not me. I think it's all set up anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Conspiracy. Casey, <laughs> Casey in the lead. The can the uh, it's tied up twenty four twenty four as we take. Okay. okay. So the okay. conspiracy theorist among us. <laughs> so no, that's no, cool. It's like the WWF, man. I'm, oh Lord, I know you're not invoking yeah. the WWF. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I mean, it's cool. It's a WWE. Check it out. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, Plus, you know what? I got to do this Uh, while I'm on the sports tip. I got to give credit where credit is due. The Atlanta Hawks have won nine straight, y'all. Good Lord. Just when I was about to throw dirt on them, they come out nine games straight, beat the Lakers today. Uh, Did that big Cam Reddish trade to New York to the Knicks. And lo and behold, it's real. Mm. You know, if I had to just get rid of one player, and become amazing, that's the way you do it. So uh, I hope they continue. Good luck. They're back in the playoffs. So, Or back in the run for the playoffs. We've got a lot of time left. So, uh, you know, they're getting healthy. That's, that's yep, cool. yep, yep. Yeah. Got to say what's up to folks because, uh, you know, as we tape, we tape. Um, I don't know what about um, – what is it? The uh, YouTube was acting funny today. So I'm, I'm up on IG. Got to say what's up. Hey, Minister Kim Martin. What's up, y'all? What's up, uh, Elegant Beauty? Checking us out. We appreciate you. Hello, hello. Thanks for waving. And uh, this is the G Podcast. Every week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping hot tea from the one and only Tanya B. And I know she is excited because it is Janet weekend. So go on and give it up. I'm going to wait. I got to wait, though. I'm going to wait because uh, for your uh, detailed um, review or, or follow up, Tanya B, uh, during the tea. But um, I really you know what, Tanya B, you there? I'm here. Oh, yes. I, I know you. I know you didn't come up on camera. Got some. You, you, you're traveling, and um, you know some technical stuff. But but let me say this: I, I, I haven't watched it because I had a busy weekend. So uh, I, I really wanted to sit down and be paying attention to it. But I, I watched maybe the first hour, and it is really good. Mm-hmm. It is well done. Yes, it is. And and, but, and let me just say this right now: the tea when it comes up. If you haven't seen the entire documentary. I'm giving you a heads up now. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Cover your ears. Well, don't spoil Don't spoil them too bad, Tanya B. Because I hadn't seen it either. I mean, I saw the first hour. 
So don't don't get boy all up. <laughs> okay, you promise? Oh, ne- never that. I never got the, that. I got the power. I'll give you, I'll give you enough to when seven oh six p.m. Eastern Standard Time comes, you will go to your DVR because oh. you know they've been repeating this. It's been on replay all weekend, but you will go to your DVR yeah. or go to on demand and check it out and but I, say, yeah, go ahead. I didn't warn you. I am impressed. I'm impressed with it so far. Uh, it is, uh, you know, a lot of folks are saying, well, what is there left to tell? But, but candidly, and, and we'll talk about it later, but, but I'll just, na- I'll just nail it with this and say, it's her story and she's controlling the narrative with this. So, um, you know, that's what, let's talk about that when we hit the T. But, uh, check out the Birdwire every Friday and Saturday night, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Saturdays at noon. Uh, again, can't wait to hear your thoughts on on the Janet documentary. I was I was very pleased with it. Can't wait. Oh, I got some thoughts this week. It's a doozy. Okay, trust and believe. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. And uh, I, I know my brother Vi is is watching the game as as they go into overtime, but but he's not here today. Repping Columbus, Georgia, via Forsyth, Georgia. Got to say what's up. I know he would have some words to say about Tom Brady. Is he retiring? Ain't he retiring? Is he retiring? Ain't he retiring? Yeah, what the hell, Tom? Damn. He's out of the country, so we may have to wait another five to seven days for him to say yay or nay. But I think it's, you know, there's some stunt involved here. Let me just say this. And to all my people back home in Boston, shout out to my girl, Gwen Middleton, who wasn't sure this was the podcast I was on because all she heard was guys talking about sports. Shade. Yes. Anyway, uh, you know, uh, Boston, the blizzard in Boston, which has been one of the worst since uh, 1978, maybe 2005, has usurped Brady. So it's, you know, the the uh, the bomb cyclone blizzard or Tom Brady and it seems like the bomb cyclone blizzard has usurped him for everywhere from local news in Boston to CNN. So rightfully so, rightfully that. rightfully so. After twenty two years, you know, just go go on, dude, just go. On. You know, we didn't flip <laughs> the page. We flipped the page. All right, y'all. Dayton, Ohio is in the building. I, I'm afraid to ask him what the temperature is in Dayton, Ohio. Y'all give it up for K Dub. What's up? Yeah, we got a heat wave today. It's actually like thirty something degrees. Oh, it's a heat wave. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A uh, heat wave. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on today. I, I know uh, you got a lot of stuff going on. I appreciate you hitting the mobile and jumping on. Thank you so much. Yeah. And she's in the building. Poetic piece. Got to say what's up to Y.O. Y.O. What's going on? What is going on, Y.O.? What is up, Nothing girl? much. Cool, Just cool. living, living, keeping the, keeping the head above water. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. And also, I'm Tommy B, host. Uh, we started the Throwback Alley this Saturday night, Sunday morning, midnight to 6 a.m. For those who, who who love the light, the nightlife, stay up late. And also, you can get the uh, the replay Sundays, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, you know, hip hop, R&B, club, house, and reggae, all the stuff you used to hear back in the clubs when they used to dance, when they partied, 80s and 90s. Uh, my days. Of, and, when, and when I had a fake ID, well, when, not the 90s. But when you had the, the fake ID in the fake, 80s yeah, I, and I 90s. Was and 90s. With a fake ID, a good one, too. <laughs> and, and when I used to get that secondhand smoke as a DJ back in the day, because, <laughs> you know, you know how it was back in the day in the clubs. Smoke field. So. What's up? What's yeah, up? back when you could smoke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Legally so throwback or illegally? Yeah, illegally most of the time. But throwback alley Saturday night, Sunday morning, midnight to six a. Sundays two p.m. to six p.m. Check it out. And you know what? Let's do this. Let's go ahead and get into news with Syracuse Mike. 
uh, because there's a lot of stuff we need to talk about. Let's let's go ahead and jump in the news and we'll come right back after this show. Here we go. News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. A panel of Superior Court judges has granted a request by the Fulton County DA for a special grand jury in her investigation of election fraud involving former President Trump. Willis says she'll decide by mid-year if she will charge Mr. Trump. The U.S. has told 8,500 troops to prepare for possible deployment as tensions rise over worries that Russia will invade Ukraine. Secretary Austin has placed a range of units in the United States on a heightened preparedness to deploy. That's Pentagon spokesman John Kirby. As of now, the decision has been made to put these units on higher alert and higher alert only. No decisions have been made to deploy any forces from the United States at this time. The move comes as NATO considers a possible activation of its response force to try to contain Russia. The U.S.-based personnel placed on heightened alert are mostly intended for the NATO response force. We learned Wednesday that U.S. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring after serving more than two decades. Breyer is expected to make the announcement at the White House today. He is considered to be a moderate liberal on the court where six out of nine justices are conservative. Breyer's retirement at the age of 83 gives President Biden his first opportunity to name a new justice to the court. During the 2020 campaign, Mr. Biden pledged to name a black woman if he got a chance. Court watchers point to two leading contenders, federal judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, who was on President Obama's shortlist for the court in 2016, and California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger. While the Federal Reserve didn't adjust interest rates Wednesday, they did indicate that an increase is coming in March. Fed Chair Jerome Powell. The economy no longer needs sustained high levels of monetary policy support. That is why we are phasing out our asset purchases and why we expect it will soon be appropriate to raise the target range for the federal funds rate. Raising interest rates is time to tamp down inflation. Today, the biggest economic worry for many is rapidly rising prices for food, fuel, housing, and a host of other goods and services. Of course, the feds have to balance fighting inflation while avoiding triggering a recession. The Kremlin says there is little ground for optimism after the U.S. rejected Russia's primary demands to resolve the crisis over Ukraine. They say dialogue is still possible. To that point, we don't know if the Russians are playing games on diplomacy. We hope not. Um, And our intention, we are certainly pursuing uh, diplomacy uh, with a level of seriousness uh, and an intention in uh, leaving that door open. That's White House spokesperson Jen Psaki. President Biden spoke with Ukraine's president and said the U.S. and its allies are ready to respond decisively if Russia further invades Ukraine. Three officers were shot during a car chase in Houston, and a suspect is in custody. The suspect ran into a home after his hijacked car crashed, according to Chief Troy Fenner. There was also a lengthy standoff. Suspect at 745 surrendered, walked out of the house with his hands up. He had a apparent gunshot wound to the neck. The three officers are expected to survive. Hey, you know, I I got a couple of quick points. Some of the things I'm going to hold off on. Uh, we're going to have Harold Michael Harvey come through in the uh, upcoming weeks to talk about the uh, Fulton County DA situation with uh, Trump and also um, the Supreme Court choice. But I- I've got something I'm going to play in just a few minutes, y'all, from Rob Redding that was part of his show this week um, that uh, I want to get your opinion on. So I'll, I'll play that after we uh, discuss a couple of other things. Tanya B., you've been sending me in the text all these 
violent occurrences that have been happening in the ATL. Yes. Every day this week, there's been a shooting and some have ended up in murder. Everything from the, that poor, that poor, precious baby, Grace and Gray, that was shot because somebody had an issue. And that gentleman that shot him should not have been on the street. He was already a career criminal and already, um, uh, what do you call it? He was already up on some other murder and other charges. And mm-hmm. I just say, if his issue started when he was a teenager, where's the mama, number one? Number two, yeah. that baby was six months old. Then you've got these alleged gang shootings that happened at the Blue Flame Strip Club. And then there was some other clubs the Blue Flame. in Atlanta. And it's like every doggone day, there's a murder and yeah. a shooting. And it's ridiculous. We're becoming worse than Chicago, Chirac, Philadelphia. And, and and he meant when D.C. was a murder capital back when the crack epidemic was at its height. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in Atlanta, but I'll tell you one thing. Guess who's staying inside? I'm not out there tootsie rolling. Uh-huh. No Man. Man. Well, you I know, same, same, same I, thing's happening in Macon. I yeah. mean, a lot of killings. It looks like we may beat last year's numbers already. You know, wow. It's just rampant. Wow. But, you know, I've got an opinion and, and it may impact all the cities, but definitely because I grew up in the ATL, I'm a native. And in my opinion, I just believe a lot of these areas that things are happening in now, they're part of those areas that once upon a time weren't nice areas to begin with, you know? And it's kind of like when you build on top of poltergeist, like in the movie, like building on misery and graveyards, some of that stuff just comes back. And, and that's a lot of the, you know, gentrification and, you know, where, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Tanya B., you know, just like, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not oh, yeah. throwing oh, yeah. shade to one particular community, but when I was growing up as a kid, nobody would go to Vine City. You know what I'm saying? It was like, that's the place to stay away from, if anything. Mm. So, so I'm not saying it's, it's totally different now, but even, even the issues they're having in Atlantic Station, Atlantic Station, that area, you know, back in the day was, you know, it was a dump. It was near Techwood Homes. There were, there were issues. So, and the other thing is, you know, you, you may say, well, the Buckhead situation, what about that? That's always been affluent. But what, you know, in my opinion, there is unrest that spills over. And, you know, a lot of that is either the change or you, you've got a situation where you got these huge gaps in, in income. The middle, the, the black middle class is, is in peril. So, you know, you've got uh, a lot of these major cities and, and while even in Macon, it's a, it's a huge wealth gap between the haves and the have nots, you know, not to mention the drug issues and, you know, the, the, I, I call them like the little mini cartels going on, but, you know, wealth distribution is, is severely out of balance, you know, and, and when you've got situations where people can't drive the kind of income and they see all these people flossing, you know, then you got people who are jealous who don't go out there and try to take, does that make sense to y'all? Am I making sense? Uh, it does, but what they fail to realize is that it's just that flossing. It's not real. Just like we, uh, everything you see on reality TV, maybe one percent of it is real. It's you know, and people just get caught up and they gauge you know their success or their validity based on something that's not real. Yeah, but when you go out and you just want to show off and you rent a Maserati for the weekend and you got fake diamonds on and fake furs. You know, the people who see you, they don't assume everything is fake. They just, you know, they just want to take, you know, and that's, yep. like, again, that's robbing that is gap. Robbing is one issue, but then there's the senseless arguments that lead to, you know, people's pride, you know, if they get beat yeah. up, then they come back. 
Uh, we just had a murder uh, where a man in Unionville, which is like a Vine City area and everything, um, you know, he got shot in the head twice by, yeah. by a young dude and they had been fist fighting. And, you know, I mean, the dude who got shot in the head was pretty aggressive, but it's, it's just I don't know. I don't know if it's just a lot of the uh, mind altering drugs, you know, mm-hmm. that people are using. Um, yeah, but, I think that's a big part of it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 getting outrageous, you know. Well, I think I think yeah. it's definitely the mind altering drugs, while not to mention even mental illness. You know, when you've got mm-hmm. people who yeah. are who yeah. are you know manic depressant, uh, you know, folks who are bipolar, who are you know undiagnosed, they get into arguments with a lot of these people, not knowing what's going on. You know, it's, it's kind of like you know, it's it, the joke. You know, did you take your meds today? These people they ain't never been diagnosed. They ain't never been on meds. So when when they get to an into an argument, you know nothing but trouble ensues. So yeah. KW, you're about to say something. No, I was just going to say, ain't no negotiating with them kind of people. No, they negotiate. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. and the mind altering drugs just take it way on out there. Like Wild was saying, the pride is it's petty. Yeah, a lot of stuff is just straight up petty. Nobody wants to go the other way. So, or if somebody get beat up here, they come back. So, yeah, then you know, yeah, guns. ain't no ain't no conflict resolution. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, good way to put it. <laughs> no we even have resolution. a couple of uh, mental health initiatives going on where it's uh, uh, um, a practice by a, a young lady, a young black lady, Andrea Cook and her mother, Gloria Cisse. And they were granted like six hundred thousand dollars to go out and assess people who wouldn't normally you know, get mental health treatment. But, you know, it's challenging because even if they try to approach the youth, a lot of the parents are like, Nah, my child ain't, you know, mental health and it's on their record that they're labeled crazy, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we got to find some kind of common ground, you know, ain't nothing wrong with therapy. <laughs> I've but, been to therapy yeah. before. <laughs> hey, while it's a massive issue in, in, in the black community. And again, we um, we we had on, on the network on Castropolis.net, the podcast is uh, Black Mental Matters. And again, you know, Vince and I are good friends. You know, I, I worked with Vince on launching the podcast and, and you guys should really check it out. I mean, if you haven't had a chance to go to, to check it out, um, the things that they they have been saying about this has been consistent since they started this. What almost 100 episodes ago, every episode they bring this up in the community. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I, this thing will subside not to mention what's going on with COVID, the challenges and the frustrations. I mean, you know, people have been locked up and what I mean in their homes. So so we'll see. We'll see. Hey, I want to do this. And, and we'll, you know, again, I think we, we should have uh, I'm going to try to get Vince and and, um, you know, in here to talk about that from a mental health standpoint and uh, do a show around, you know, just completely around it. Uh, but I want to play something else. Uh, and, and this is a little different. OK, um, Rob Redding Jr., of course, we run his show from noon to two on castropolis.net. And in addition to that, I've added it. So after this podcast, when we take it's on from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., uh, like uh, two episodes, his, his weekly episode back to back. But this week he said something interesting, and I want you all to check this out. Uh, give me your thoughts. And this is really you talk about out of the box. <laughs> You know, you know, Rob is out of the box anyway. So I want to play this and we'll come back on the other side. Here we go. 
Finally, I talked about a remedy for the Supreme Court pick. I believe that putting Michelle Obama there is the answer, not on the Supreme Court, but in the vice presidency and taking Kamala Harris, the vice president, and putting her on the Supreme Court might be just the answer to really get the Democrats going. But I should stop helping you people as I'm not on the political party plantation. (laughs) Listen to what I said. My first thought, and just indulge me just for a second. My first thought is that he should take this pick and use Kamala Harris and put her on the Supreme Court. I know you're saying, Rob, nobody is saying that. But that's exactly what he should do. And the reason why I say that is this. Kamala Harris would be good for the Supreme Court. She would balance out the court. She would she would be the black person, black female, that assuredly would get Senate approval through confirmation as well. There have been some folks that they say, oh, these are shoe-ins, etc. Kamala Harris is a shoe-in for the Supreme Court, okay? In addition to that, she's been a horrible vice president, okay? You could reward her and say because, you know, he's the line on Kamala is that she is a very good vice president. She's been doing what she's supposed to do. She's done this with immigration. She's done that with immigration. She's done good jobs with voting rights. She hasn't done a good job with any of this stuff. So let's try her on the Supreme Court is the best thing I could say. We know she's an attorney. She can do the job. It's not an issue with whether she can do the job or not. Just put her on the Supreme Court. It's very simple. Now, the reason why you would do this if you were Joe Biden, if you're the president of the United States, is for a number of reasons. Number one, it gets her out of the way. Okay, she's been a problem. She's not effective. She, you know has talked about having been to Europe, he, 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 just laughing for no reason. We're sometimes thinking she's crazy. She laughs at every question. She thinks everything is funny. So this just moves her out of the way. Now, if you break something, you got to fix something. And what I've often learned is I think sometimes the fix could be better than the break. So you break it off with Kamala Harris. You send her to the Supreme Court. And then you take Michelle Obama and you put her as vice president. Now, I know you're saying, Rob, I'm not even sure if you could do that, but that's a great idea. Of course, it's a fucking great idea. I thought of it. This is according to the U.S. Constitution. If the vice president dies, resigns, or becomes president, the president can appoint a new vice president. The appointment needs to be confirmed by a majority vote of both the United States House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate. Now... The only person that I know that's a black woman that could get both the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate currently to be vice president would be Michelle Obama. Ooh. Tanya B., I'm going to start with you. First of all, they don't want that smoke. Michelle is not interested. It is a great idea. Not going to happen. Michelle Obama has made it very clear she has no interest in being in politics, especially not being a vice president. So we can all dream in a perfect world that would be nice. Um, I, you know, And I still say whoever was uh, consulting Biden and Harris during the campaign run needs to come back in. The people they have now need to go. Because even with Kamala, and he talked about how she laughs. That's like, like a nervous twitch. But someone needs to work with her on that because people are going to think exactly what Rob said. She thinks everything's funny. I think that's a defense mechanism. And people use that when they're trying to think of something 
smart to say. Um, you know, I, I I look at Biden saying that, you know, he's going to commit to a black woman on the Supreme Court, just like he said he commit to a black VP. Well, that, you know, the pickets were real slim. So we got Kamala. But, you know, there's this young lady. Um, I call her Sister Locks. Uh, I'm sorry, her name escapes me, but she used to be that the judge that's stepping down. She was his law clerk. Then there's also some talk of Stacey Abrams' sister uh, being on there, but I don't know how well known she is. But again, I think that's some smoke that they just don't want. And if you know, putting Michelle Obama in the vice presidency was something they said. What the Senate and the all those people that are just straight out Michelle Obama and Barack Obama haters mm-hmm. you think they're going to approve her being vice president. Great idea, Rob, but child by ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody else want to jump in before I get my thoughts? I, I was just one. Oh, go ahead, Wow. No, you go ahead. I'll, I'll... No, I was just wondering if he said, uh, uh, what's her name? The goofball as a vice president. Yeah, get her out the way. But hey, what good she is, is she going to do over there in the Supreme Court? Uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just having this conversation with one of my mentors today telling him because we, we started a nonprofit and we want to take the children up to the White House and the um, African-American Museum. And um, he was like, yeah, they'll get a chance to see Kamala. I was like, but she ain't doing a good job. He was like, the vice presidents aren't supposed to do anything. They're supposed to be in the shadow. I was like, she could be doing something like she was when she was campaigning. And she could just go to the black neighborhoods and community and, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and, and engage and, and give some knowledge or do something, yeah. um, keep the votes, lock in the votes. But anyway, I say Michelle Obama for president, if anything was the case, <laughs> because like Tanya B was saying, these, that Congress ain't, they ain't going for nothing that Biden is um, not even two of the Democrats, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're not, yeah. they're not with what he's doing. He has opposition, you know, coming yeah. from all, all different sides. Yeah. You know? The opposition he, is just fierce. I agree. Go ahead. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. I say, if if anything, you know, Michelle Obama for president, but I don't think that's something she wants to do. I just can't see her being under Biden. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> and, and I think I think Rob's idea, in theory, is a is a good concept, good conceptual idea. The the problem is, I, I just don't think that they would be willing to give anything connected to Obama another chance. I just don't think the Republican Party, even though, you know, even when it comes down to cinema and mansion, I just don't think they would give that to their districts. Another opportunity for anybody related or connected. No, I mean, related with the with the last name Obama, you know, um, hell, they're trying to get out of Obamacare. You know, so well, just it's anybody not like who's bringing, black, brown, or tan, not yeah. just Obama, anybody oh. who's visibly black, brown, or tan. Let's call a thing a what? Well, no, they they'll they'll take you if if you're black, but not in thought, you know. They'll but but I'm, what I'm talking about is everybody knows, you know, Michelle is a black woman, and not only physically, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. visually, but she is in thought. You know, well, we know the other thing is she Michelle truly thinks what we think. So intelligent you know. that yeah, she is. scares a lot of people. It's just yeah. like some, a blogger made a comment. Michelle, you're gonna have to stop coming to places so lot, you know, like Ty died and laid to the side and looking fierce because that makes yeah. other girls look bad. And they're gonna they're gonna stop inviting you places. You yeah. look too good and you're too smart. Yeah, and the other thing too, I want to mm-hmm. mention the laugh. Kamala, in my opinion. I think that is something that they've been telling her to, to do to keep her from coming across as the quote unquote angry, angry black woman, you know, and that's unfortunate because 
You know, I, I think, you know, it's not a, a tick or anything nervous. I think somebody told her, look, you know, smile and, you know, because, you know, you don't want to come across as the angry black woman, which is stupid. You know, um, you know, I, I, nothing, nothing else to say for black women who listen to this podcast. You all know what I'm talking about, even in the workplace. You know what I'm talking They tell you, you know, so I, I think I think that's part of what she's been told to do on the campaign well, trail and it's just carried over. Like I said, well, you know, I mean, that's the other thing. People from the campaign trail I wouldn't be listening. was in there now. Yeah. Yeah. Exit stage left. You got to discern when not to. Is it Jasmine Sanders? <laughs> What's that girl? The Sanders lady. That's why she left one over to MSNBC. She yeah, was yeah. Here Simone Sanders. The foolishness. Yeah. Simone Sanders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She was on here for the foolishness. Yeah. Simple and plain. So true. So yeah. true. All right, y'all. Appreciate you know. I, I just wanted to play that from Rob. I, you know, again, I, I thought it was an excellent idea. I thought it was a creative idea. I think it's uh, in the best interest of trying to salvage what's going on with this presidency. But unfortunately, I, I think the the hate is too strong. You know, it's just too strong. That's unfortunate, but it is what it, it, it is. I ain't gonna say what it, it is what it is because you know, again, you know, everybody. Again, we gonna have to be the change individually. You know, I'm not going to sit back and just say it is what it is. You know, what can I do? How can we be the change? And we need to start thinking about that going forward. So I'm going to leave it at that. OK. Hey, I heard heard somebody breathe like they were about to say something. Last thought, oh, they, last they, comment. It probably was me. Uh, speaking of politics, did y'all see Trump on some press conference talking about if he, or if or when he runs again, oh, he's yeah. going to pardon all the people uh, from the January 6th insurrection? Because they've been treated too harshly. You know, I saw that because uh, as we tape Saturday night, he had a um, a quote of one of these rallies and he said that at the rally. But, you know, what do you the guy lies so much? He's a showman. He's he's gonna he's just gonna say anything. I mean, pretty much y'all know what it is. I mean, he's gonna say anything yeah. to incite the audience and incite the crowd. Candidly, yeah. he needs to be worried about these lawsuits. He needs to be worried about what's going on at uh, you know at the district South District of New York, uh, and he needs to be worried and about now, what's going on in Fulton County. You know, he needs and to, his and his children and his children because they they oh, yes. open them up too now. Oh yeah, Trump ain't worried about none of that. Well, he needs to. Well, he needs he to have a level of concern. The bus anyway. So <laughs> he needs to have a. Bonker. He needs to have a level of concern because because the the you know he is in legal hot water up to you wherever up to that orange he hair balls. But you know what? No, up it, to that orange hair like he on this hair. He thinks he's John Gotti. Like you know, John Gotti oh, yeah. was the Teflon Don for so long. But after you know, Sammy the Bull and the other gang, because I watched that show, it was actually interesting the other night. Um, once they stopped paying off the jury, yeah. then the charges began to stick. And that's why that man died in jail. Yeah. Mm. Al Capone. All right, y'all. Hey, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And um, and we'll come back with tea. So y'all, y'all hang tight and we'll be right back. Here we go. I cooked today. Thank you very much.
children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea <laughs> with Tanya B. Y'all know what time it is, and we're going to get to your cooking after uh, before we end the show. How about that? We'll All find right, well, out. I, I, this is a big cup. It's a doozy. So if you want to get up, you got to keep up. Let's first start out talking about, like you said, the Janet Jackson documentary. Uh, most people have probably already watched it. I'm not going to give away too much. I'll just say this. For those of you that thought she was, and she was said naive and, you know, kind of sheltered and she's come out of her cocoon. And I think Janet, look, if she beat up her daddy's uh, side piece at the office, down to the office where Joe Jackson Productions used to be, mm. don't think that she won't come to you now. So you don't want none of that smoke. People got to remember where people come from. Yes, you may leave that situation, may not be of it, but still, I think, you know, Janet now is like, I ain't got time for this. Um, I just will tell you some of the people you will see in there. Of course, you will see her first husband, James DeBarge. You'll see Jermaine Dupree. Um, you will hear her talk about how her brothers basically, and they just, you know, and you, they pick on the little sister. I picked on my little sister. I mm. get that part. Yeah. But she said that was hurtful. And, you know, things changed with Michael after Thriller. And, you know, they did, I love that song. They did Scream. That was a dope song and a dope video. Um, I'm just not going to say um, JD was in there. I'm going to say look out for JT. And the thing that killed me um, was when uh, she was allegedly quoted as saying that her father, you know, Joe, you know, I guess, you know, and all he knew was disciplinarian and old school, I guess, tyrannic to be a tyrant and be a disciplinarian. But nobody needs to take matches and put them between their kids' toes and light them up. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, You know, a friend of mine was saying, what's wrong with these men? Why do they cheat on Janet? And Janet says she, you know, wants to fix people and help them, but she seems to be attracted to people and have drug problems. Um, That was one thing I did not know about her ex-husband, Renee. I did know it about... um, James DeBarge, you know, she talked about that, but I had no idea that uh, the second husband, Renee, was so very controlling and that he had a drug problem. Wow. She just, and that's around the time when Janet said, well, like when again was that when she was talking about how she was into this spiral of depression and people were saying, how could she be depressed? She's beautiful. She's rich. She's talented. You know, she's got, you know, the, the, the world is her, you know, her oyster mm-hmm. and I think that had a lot to do with her depression and her binge eating and her anorexia so um, I'll just say this um, for those of us that you know are in a certain set there were some things there I maybe did know uh, maybe more bombshell revelations to you know no tea no shade no peep, the average person that is her fan but you learn a whole lot but I got one thing to say yeah what's that one thing for, certain, thing for sure you noticed Jermaine wasn't there because Randy was involved and you also wow. noticed that um her choreographer Tina Landon who was her very good friend allegedly and this wasn't addressed in the, in the uh, documentary unless I missed it the reason why they allegedly fell out because you know Tina was like her main choreographer for a long time hmm about five years on major tours and you know and Tina it's a shame life has not been kind to her but I understand the reason why the two of them fell out was because Tina's boyfriend was cheating on her Janet knew and didn't say anything wow wow so so here's my take I mean I just think Janet need needs to or needed to document her story after all these years yeah, her, story her story from her mouth exactly you know and, and i think i you know i don't i didn't expect any kind of bombshell revelation so to speak i just you know i, I felt yeah. it was good to just hear it from her on camera from her. to her fans 
You know, and you know what else you noticed? What's you know, that? Apparently, uh, allegedly, uh, Mrs. Catherine Jackson, she mm-hmm. didn't show her mother after maybe it was a 2017 or so. Yeah. Because allegedly her mother's had a couple of strokes and she's in her 90s and maybe she didn't want to be on camera, but that wasn't addressed. And she kind of, you know, I guess skimmed over the whole thing with, with the billionaire and taking the baby and leaving. Because in that particular culture that her third husband comes from, yeah. uh, when you have a son, Mm. They will find you at a, as a bag of bones when you have a, a son. They don't let you leave. So yeah. that part of it, wow, it was to me was not really uh, front and center. Hmm. You know, but but again, she's a very private person. So for her to do this, I think was really uh, a big step because she's such a private person. Yep. yep. Well, she looks good. And I know she's doing it. Is she still going to do the tour? Well, I know if that or she was going to go back to Vegas and do a residency, but we'll talk about that yeah. <laughs> next. But, uh, oh, Lord. you know, Here we go. Vegas <laughs> and all of that is just in such turmoil. And speaking of turmoil, we're going to talk mm. about Adele. Mm. And I just say no, no, no diva or viva Las Vegas. What she should have done was not let that man drive her D crazy because he just wanted to yang, yang, yang and drive by. She Damn. wanted him to move in and be accountable. Oh, now, Lord. if he got I'm going to I'm going to call a thing a thing. He got holes in different area and a few of them live in the 702 in Vegas. So in between Adele trying to, you know, fit in in Vegas, because, you know, she's a stripped down kind of unplugged singer. She doesn't do all the, you know, the foo-foo and, you know, the glitz and glamour of Vegas. And that's why people go to Vegas. That's part of being in Vegas. And when you're charging people on the low, low, $1,000 a ticket, you better do something besides stand there and sing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, this $1 million set that was erected by this young lady, um, I think her name is, Flavin or Lavin, she did beyond. Uh, she's on Beyonce set, so you know she is. She's made her bones, but but, but um, you know, let that, me stop you there. Beyonce, Beyonce moves. You know what I'm saying? It's like she. They should have. I'm, I'm just gonna say it like this. They should have looked at whatever Celine Dion had done. You know what I mean? Because Celine Dion is a stand up, flat footed singer, or or in heels. Yeah. You know, she's not. Right. She's not running around. You know, from from left to right stage, backstage, you know, oh, popping out, fl- flying in. in. You know, that ain't going to happen Celine with the Dion, wait, Celine Dion did not go in there fighting with the venue, the management. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody I'm, from the rooter to the tutor. That was part of Adele singing. She has this anxiety situation, so yeah. she can't control that. She can't control that man out there tootsie rolling on her. Yeah. And, you know, I think she was on the Internet crying more so about losing at least thirty two million dollars. Yeah. I don't know if she has to give any of that back. No, the label's going to pay for that. Crying about COVID in that band, <laughs> the label. <laughs> the label's going to uh, okay. pay for that. All right. All right. Yeah. And then, you know, Keith Urban stepped in and it just goes to show you. It's like, okay, here you go. This crazy, you know, off the off the chain, emotionally unstable woman. And we got to bring in, you know, the country music king. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and she was making $32 million. She was working like maybe three hours a week. That's not a bad gig. Yeah. But um, I, I think... Um, this will, I don't know, unless, I guess unless she can be in complete control, yeah. she'll just be out there singing Flatfoot. And I don't think she'll be invited to Vegas or any place else where they have casinos where that has a lot to do with the image of the city. I, I just don't, and I just, I just, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Kate. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like they said, she just a stand there singer. She better bring it because um, Celine Dion is one of those type of singers, but boy, her shows. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I mean, she, she has all the, right, she has all the yeah. other lights, camera, action. Yeah, she does. 
does. And see, mm-hmm. Adele should have called up Barbara Streisand or Celine yep. Dion or yep. somebody who stands out. I wouldn't even call, or maybe even Mariah Carey. She, mm-hmm. she's, she just stands there too. Don't call J-Lo and don't call Britney Spears. Call a chick that stands there like you do and figure out what it is that they did to be successful. Because I don't think they're going to invite Adele back to Las Vegas. But you know I what? When you, when you said, oh, they got Beyonce's set designer. I said, why? Because Adele ain't going to be moving around like Beyonce. Well, she could, she could have point. dancers. She could have a band oh, and dancers. A, a dear friend of mine was Adele? thinking, I got the gig <laughs> of all gigs. And this was a man. He was hired to. And he's in uh, an 80s band. I know somebody that K, K-Dub knows. He said, I got this gig, Bird. I'm going to be singing backup for Adele. And I'm going to be one of the dancers. And you know, he can dance. He's, he's no you know Barishnikov. But there were people who were really banking on that gig. And that fell through as well. Um, now, you know, again, there are people that were doing double duty there. So, you know, again, she it's almost like they gave her the accessories to do this. Yeah. You know, people could dance around her. But for some reason, I guess because it was someone else's idea, maybe she wasn't there for it. But yeah. but I'm going to say this and, and let's move on. I'm going to say please. this and, 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 and we let's move on to the next story. But but when, when we talk about dance. We don't think Adele. Most of her music is, you know, it's low key acoustic. It's two beats per it's, minute. It's, yes. adult, it's, it's adult contemporary. It's suicidal. But I'm just saying. Videos. I mean, I'm thinking about how things are re- reenacted in her videos: the dancing in the beds, the you yeah, know. Yeah, I but mean, they ain't, they're not doing Beyonce be kind of dancing. I mean, it's movement, but it's more. You know, ballet. She, she better bring it when she get to Vegas. Or well, um, she ain't coming to Vegas. I'm with Tanya B. Fight her back. She <laughs> I think that come with oh, no, she, that no, ship has sailed. They sent her back to Utah with the Mormons or something. But well, let me let me say and, and 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 let's let's go to the next story. But but even mm-hmm. when you look at Charday, okay, I've seen Charday twice, okay, and everything moves around Charday, like with her band. Yep. She's barefoot. You know, she's got her her kind of sheer slim dress. And she does, she you know, and she does the Charday dance. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we're here for that. We'll take that again. Let me tell you. Standing there like a like a number four pencil. Absolutely, you the Charday dance is enough for me. You know what I'm saying? I could go there. I I, I watched Charday in concert for an hour and a half, two hours, and it was a great show. And she may have moved out of. She may have moved into two spots during that. Okay, that's about. And but it was a great show. So I'll leave it at that. All right, what you got next? Okay. What you got now, next? Speaking of that, uh, I want to say happy birthday first to Uncle Charlie Wilson. Say uh, happy birthday to... Um, Baker and I said she ain't no faker. Now she going to Vegas. Loud. She ready, okay? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. bought back her master recordings. She's going to Vegas, so you can look for. Oh, and also she's giving us a gift of new music. So I'm telling you right now, before the end of the year, you're probably going to have Anita Baker live from somewhere, maybe Vegas. Hmm. You're going to have a remastered box set, and you're going to have some new music. So I think this will kind of be her swan song because she owns a bunch of IHOPs and a bunch of other real estate. She's going to shake up. She's going to shake it up, shake it down, and she's not one that moves around a whole lot. Either. She walked back and forth. No. She ain't dipping in, in, and twerking. Anita Baker. I've seen but, Anita um, too. Anita typically she do, she does the concert in the round, and you know she kicks off her shoes she too. Right. She's barefoot. She much. Yeah. And she just oh yeah, she bring that feeling though, boy. She oh. bring that oh, feeling. Yeah. Yeah, you, and yeah, let so me tell you, yeah, right? She brings something, and it's not suicidal like Adele. But let me, you know, but let, me just, let me say this, Tanya B. Y'all better have that sound right. 
Oh, you know, she ain't playing with that. Oh, she no, will honey. call she'll you out. She'll beat you down like Phyllis Hyman. If it's oh, my God. Like, that's what it's supposed to be like, for real. Yeah, right, right. I mean, think about it. You've been places and people are like, oh, that band sound like ish. It wasn't ish. It was a Fisher-Price sound system. But I think when you go into Vegas, I mean, oh. really, yeah. you can't have... Fisher Price sound. Let me tell you, hey, hey, I saw I saw Anita in in Atlanta, right? And it was in the round, and she started, I think it may have been Sweet Love. And you know how she does on Sweet Love. She got the the hands going, you know, she's got the the how do you call it? The scarves in the air. And she said, Stop it, hold it. She stopped the music and she said, Sound man, I'm not doing this song until you fix this. And I'm like, everybody was like, ooh, damn. It's like 20,000 people. people. Paid, I mean, think about it. People <laughs> paid money. If I'm I like, paid $1,000 yeah. to see Adele, she better move. So, yeah, she better yeah, move. And that's, that's, yeah, that, yeah. And, and far as that sound, that's how it's supposed to be. Reason she I did it, shut it down. I don't think people should pay money and yeah. go see a band and the sound ain't right. That's yeah, I agree. Well, don't right. they do a sound check or something? Yes. Yeah, but still, some still. people just ain't good or don't be you on the job. Or about bad equipment, right? No, bad I'll never forget. Equipment. I will yeah. never forget. Okay. And, and you know what? Back line, back and I have line. met her. I've met her. She's a sweet lady. She came up once, unexpected, at, at our office and and uh, introduced her. Hey, and we were just like, damn, this ain't really. An, you know, we, we got a call from the receptionist, right? Say, hey, uh, I've got a guest in the lobby. So we called up, say, who is it? She said, oh, they said it's Anita Baker. And I'm like, yeah, ain't no need. Damn, I need a baker in the lobby. We went out because she was performing that night. So we went out in the lobby and she was showing up sitting in the lobby <laughs> with, with her security. So she's a sweet lady, but she just don't play. You know, she's very professional. She don't play that. She's shut it down. So I just hope she can handle it, you know, because her voice has had she's had a couple of health hiccups here and there. Over the years, I, you know, I'd love to see her. It's never going to be the way it was 20, 25 years ago. But I just hope no, she can handle the rigor. The bell don't sound like you know? she sounds 20 years ago. Yeah, Let's yeah. Call, no, I just hope she can handle the rigor the of Vegas. You know, because it's, it's, what, three, four shows a night? X number what of weeks. What else with her? Like, you know? if she does like Adele, it's you only work weekends. She ain't doing that three, four, yang, okay, yang, good, yang. She's good. bigger than that. Good. She'll probably do one a week. Maybe okay. two. Well, that's the way it should that's be. It. That's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. What else you got? For the rest of this, real quick. Kanye Cuckoo, I think he needs to just move on. He's got the girl that called her Bozo the Clown. Um, She uh, was uh, flat backing Drake before she got to Kanye, so he's got Drake's leftovers. Also, uh, Kanye probably can be sued for slander. I'd like to have a legal uh, person call up and let us know what the deal is with him out out here Tootsie Rolling saying that Pete Davidson has AIDS. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. And wait, wait, but that's how Cardi B won that lawsuit against that blogger because that woman woman was lying. She said Cardi B had the herp and Cardi got tested and she didn't. So Kanye, watch your words. Also, he was supposed to uh, allegedly uh, trying to help these folks get out of the cycle of homelessness by hiring homeless people to be models in the fashion show. That is no longer the case. And uh, I mean, he's got this documentary coming to Netflix and it's like, anybody care? Not me. Well, well, the album, he's the off, album, he's, off, he's really off the rails now. Donda Two is coming out, O two twenty two twenty two, with okay, uh, produced by F- Future. That's supposed to be dropping. Yeah, in February. Some other people so. that are involved in it, but they can't save him. Yeah, we'll yeah he has some dedicated fans, though. He, yeah, he's crazy. He does have some. You know, you know, they off their meds too. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> what you got next? What you got next? Honey? Okay, um, film and TV. I want to tell you, a lifetime is is I guess becoming like Netflix. They uh, at the end of May thirtieth and thirty first, you've got a Bobby Brown uh, documentary coming, and then he's going to cross the street and do a twelve part docu series. Ushers in it. Jermaine Dupree, Babyface. It's going to talk about his life more, not so much the new edition years, but after that, you know, his struggles and the whole thing with Whitney and Bobby Christina and how he's just kind of trying to resurrect himself. Ralph Tresvant ain't checking for Bobby Brown still. He will not be in the docuseries, but the rest of new edition will. Hmm. Um, also want to tell you about um, Tyler Perry. Medea is not dead. She's coming back to Netflix on the 25th of February. Medea Homecoming, uh, also uh, 50 Cent, Things That We're Not Tired Of, uh, Murders in the Hip Hop Community. He's teamed up with Mona Scott Young with this uh, on WeTV, The Hip Hop Homicides. And there are probably more unsolved hip hop murders, especially in Atlanta, yeah. than anywhere else. Yeah. It's it just it's it's so constant. I don't know who they're going to focus on, but, you know, it, it's supposed to come later this year. And I'm, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll give it a shot. But I got to tell you this, wait a minute, Joe. Um, you know, I, I said happy birthday to Jody Watley. You know, there was a real bitter split between Shalimar and what had happened was um, 1983, Shalimar was kind of at their peak. Howard Hewitt was thinking about going solo and he had this big throwdown fight with Jody Watley. Told her that he said, I'm a big, he said, he told her that he, she wouldn't be shit without Shalimar. Hmm. But here's the gag. Now, Jody Watley went solo, first out the gate, solo debut album. She wins Grammy Best New Artist. Howard Hewitt has never had that type of success. No. And after 40 years, he found, and he said he's a man of God now. So he went on YouTube and posted a 10-minute apology to Jody Watley. Wow, very cool. Yeah, it was, oh. I mean, when Jody hit with looking for a new love, it was over. Uh-huh. That first album, and Howard, you know, he's Massive. had some struggles and, you know, the, the drugs and alcohol, let's call a thing a thing, and that can cloud, you know, your, your thinking and your judgment. And then when you had that ego, you know, because he was kind yes. of right or the, the debarred, light-skinned dudes became, you know, back in style. He was really smelling himself. And but let me tell you, in person, dealing with the crowd, later years, one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. So oh, absolutely. Nice as cool. He show up with a Just, jack and, yeah. and, and by himself and do a show with and no man it. now. And do it. I mean, he doesn't need a oh, manager yeah. and security. I saw that. I saw that. Um, Real quick, I told y'all a couple yeah. of weeks ago about that woman that was suing Trey Songs for sexual assault from this party that Puffy had New Year's Eve was a hot mess because now there's a woman who was invited to that party by Chris Brown. She's suing him for $20 million because she's saying that he drugged her and raped her. And Chris Brown just had baby number three with baby mama number three. So I guess he's trying to catch up with Future and Nick Cannon, too. It's just a hot mess, y'all. Wow, wow. Appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you so much, Tanya B. As always, you're bringing it. But but just a couple of things, quick quick things. Um, as we tape on Sunday, the Kamal Bell documentary, Cosby, on Cosby. Um, oh, yeah, airs. talk about Bell. So we'll, we'll talk about that in next week's shows. And, and you know, I only have one question. I, I just want to know why. What, what's the point? Uh, and what do right. you know? It, I, I just want to know what they hope to accomplish with it. You know, there's no bombshells, right? I think what it was was that, of course, you know, CNN still wanted to, you know, hop on the Bill Cosby train because, and not CNN, I'm sorry, uh, Showtime, mm-hmm. uh, because they maybe thought they could get a little bit more mileage out of it because after Bill Cosby was coming out there, t- out of his face, talking about, you know, supporting R. Kelly and some other people that have been accused of of doing those those same. Yeah. horrific things that they're accused of. Bill Cosby needed to be quiet and be thankful he got off on a technicality. Otherwise, he probably would have died in jail. Mm-hmm. And since there's no bombshell, I, I mean, I might watch it so we can talk about it, but yeah. at the end of the day, 
I really no longer care. Yeah, I think I think the conversation. I, I don't know. I'll watch it to, again as we take no, it airs That's tonight. Like, so my question you know, always is why. So so exactly. I'll, I'll figure that it out. That would be like surviving R. Kelly the remix. Who cares? We know what he did. We know. Why? Just leave him yeah. where he is. Boop. Bye. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the other thing is uh, the Nor'easter just hammered the box office. So Spider-Man is back on top. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, well, a lot of things got Spider-Man. <laughs> Spidey yeah. just knocking it out, coming back because nothing else released. And the, the movie I was talking about with Adrian Brody, Clean, actually did come out this week on limited release, I, you know, that's just going to go straight to digital eventually. I, I don't see that. I think it happening. did. I thought it didn't do both. Well, that's where I'll be watching it. Cause I will not be out here to see your in nobody's movie. No, I think, I think a lot of folks, because, you know, especially with the weather this weekend, you know, oh, it, yeah. it decimated any opportunity for anybody to do anything at the box office. So, okay. And, and you know what, allegedly this supposed, uh, from what I saw, cause I've been watching news cause Boston is my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, that they may be getting some more snow middle of the week. So, wow. They really going to be, they're going to be, they're going to be filling up, they're going to be filling up Fenway Park with snow for real after this season. Well, they did that before. Because yes. you know, if this stuff melts, yeah. it's going to be on and popping. Big time, big time. All right, y'all. Hey, let's take a quick break and, uh, and we'll be right back uh, with Tommy's Corner. And uh, I want to get your feedback after we do Tommy's Corner. Okay. So here we go. What you cook? What you cooking today, Tommy? Tommy's Corner. Atlantic Magazine recently published an article that's caused debate. The article is titled, Is Old Music Killing New Music? The question revolves around the fact that older songs make up 70% of the U.S. music market. That's based on music analytics firm MRC Data, which is a reputable music data firm. Of course, outlets who are heavily invested in playing and promoting new music have gone on the defensive, emphatically stating the logic behind this is flawed. They passionately say no to this. My answer is no, but for a different reason. Older music is merely an innocent bystander to new music's creativity suicide. Here's why. One, music labels. Most of the new music offerings are, quote unquote, discovered online. Gone are the days of A&R discovering talent in clubs, churches, on the streets, performing. So what do you get? Artists who have little to no stage presence or performance skills. Uninspired performances do not generate 
a passionate fan base. Let me repeat that. Uninspired performances don't generate a passionate fan base. Two, no love. Music has become a toxic wasteland. All you need to do is compare the titles and lyrics of today's songs against the classics. If you don't believe me, pay attention to what gets played most of this upcoming Valentine's Day. Three, music business consolidation. The hucksters, the scammers, the weasels were held at bay to a certain point by the creatives until consolidation broke the dam. Now, creativity is held hostage by the hucksters, the scammers, and the weasels, whose job is to push crappy material for profit. Four, there are no heirs to the throne. There's no Marvin, no Prince, no Michael, no Whitney. The list goes on and on. Very few new artists have been able to step into the shoes of great performance artists. There's been little to no continuity from the greats, simply imitators. And five, new music lacks musicality. I am a lifetime music lover. I learned to play an instrument. I learned to read music. I sang and performed in high school. I worked over 30 years in the music business. I've been a music parent, taking my son who engineers this podcast to years of rehearsals, out-of-town performances, culminating in a music degree and a music business certificate. Too many of today's artists have invested little to no time in the basics of music or even music appreciation. Musicality matters. Their careers are merely a product going viral on social media. I want to end this corner with a recent interview comment from Foo Fighters leader and former Nirvana member, Dave Grohl, who's always been outspoken about music. Here's Dave. When I think about kids watching a TV show like American Idol or The Voice, then they think, okay, that's how you become a musician. You stand in line for eight fucking hours with 800 people at a convention center. Then you sing your heart out for someone and then they tell you it's not fucking good enough. Can you imagine? He said this to Sky Magazine back in March. The rant has suddenly gone viral. Grohl continued. It's destroying the next generation of musicians. Musicians should go to a yard sale, buy an old fucking drum set and get in the garage and just suck and get their friends to come in and they'll suck too. And then they'll fucking start playing and they'll have the best time they've ever had in their lives. And then all of a sudden they'll become Nirvana. Because that's exactly what happened with Nirvana. Just a bunch of guys that had some shitty old instruments and they got together and started playing some noisy ass shit and they became the biggest band in the world. That can happen again. You don't need a fucking computer or the Internet or the voice or American Idol. Thank you, Dave Grohl. And your comments are welcome. This has been Tommy's Corner. Just wanted to drop that, y'all. I'll make sure I put that article in uh, that Atlantic uh, magazine article in the podcast page. But, um, you know, I've said what I said. <laughs> Let me make sure y'all there. They still there. <laughs> they run for the hills.
Yeah. I'm here. And I always say the reason why old music is killing new music is because old music is real music. You had to have talent. Like you said, yes. you had to know music. You had to play an instrument. You had to be able to sing. You couldn't get up there and yang, yang, yang with auto tunes and get a drum machine. And that's why all these kids never, they microwave. They never last that long. Think of some of the biggest hits, even some of Janet Jackson's biggest hits. They use old music as a basis for the track. So what does that tell you right now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was an excellent piece. Right. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? So in terms of, you know what? Old music needs to kill new music because new music is hot garbage. (laughs) Yeah, it's too fast. You can get a computer. You can go to Walmart. You can invest about $1,000 and sit in the house. I think that's part of the problem. Everybody can make beats now. You can use an iPhone. You can use an iPhone. True that. Yes, you can. You need a computer. You can use an iPhone to make an album. Or look at then Billie Eilish. I call her Billie Eilish. She and her her brother Phineas sat in the bedroom and and basically used an iPhone and maybe a broke down computer and look where she is. And some of these kids, you know, Anyway, it was better. Technology has has a lot to do with the the quality. You just think about the environment and how people are. Just like we were talking about earlier, what matters to them. You know, the technology is is a really good thing because there is some great talent out there. It's just not what's put on mainstream. Yeah, you it's, know? A combi- it's a combination. I still like the way. And I might be stuck in the old days when you had to pay to go to the studio. So, you know, your shit had to be tight before you spent your money. <laughs> and we had legitimate ears at radio stations and A&Rs. But, yeah, the technology is really cool for cats like me who just, yeah, like, mm, I don't no, have to I, pay all that money like I used to. I can get yeah. down. But, 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 you're, but see, here's the a, here's a difference between the thing that separates, like they say, you from me. What you've got is originality. You are a musician. Mm-hmm. How many kids you try? You said you talk about and you try to teach them about musicianship and being able to, you know, be able to write or read a chart or something along that line. They don't want to invest the time. They just mm-hmm. want quick money. Think about mm-hmm. it. And they can put look, videos like, on the phone. Look, I'm, I'm a, yeah. they're, they're taking shortcuts. That's for sure. Yeah. If, you learn, if you learn the history, like I, I just um went down and purchased the um record player, y'all, because I have some <laughs> old records, and it's just that crispy analog sound that you know. Oh, girl, yeah, you just not got yeah, I had one, but yeah. it was like I couldn't find any needles for it, so I got this this like newer newer brand, and it, and it's two hundred bucks. It's yeah. like cool, and they give you 40, forty more albums with it. I'm so. sitting up here with two thousand albums in this apartment. <laughs> I get down all the time. Hey, but let me say this: yeah. y'all y'all mentioned technology, and I, and I'll say this. I mean, technology is fine when you have when you when it's rooted in in, in some type of foundation. Okay. Mm, and that's just true. like, that's just like Prince, you know, when, when Prince was doing analog and then as his career started to evolve, he got more into synth, you, you, you know, his music became more synth because the synthesizers evolved. Same, you know, same mm-hmm. thing with, with Stevie Wonder, you know, Stevie mm-hmm. came out of the Motown yep. machine, but as Stevie evolved, you noticed, I mean, when you start to get into, you know, music in my mind and, and you start with uh, you start to get into uh, the, the big album songs in the key of life and and moving even forward, you know, even you know, talking book that. and and yeah. you know for for God's sakes, you know the uh, secret life of plants, <laughs> you know, and the music aquarium. He was using synth. You know what I'm saying? Music mm-hmm. evolves when there's a foundation, but you got a yes. lot of cats who just jump in without the foundation, 
And, and, you know, and, and that's my problem, you know, read the article, I'll make sure you guys have it posted. And and one of the other things they mentioned was the fact that, you know, even Tanya B did the story on the fact that the Grammys was canceled. Don't nobody give a damn. Nobody, you, you haven't mm-hmm. heard me outcry about, Hey, what y'all going to do with the Grammys? Nobody cares because again, the performances are so uninspired with the exception mm-hmm. of people like, you know, like Bruno, my shout out to Anderson, pa- Anderson Park, Bruno, Frank Ocean, her, you know, uh, some of these other artists who are really trying to do it and doing it big. Musicians. Uh, no, you know, they are thoughtful happen. musicians. You know what I'm saying? Even right, somebody, exactly. I'm, I'm alt R&B. I mean, I listen to Tyler, Tyler, the creative, you know, Tyler, the creator and some of the other, you know, alt rap, you know, those types of artists. And but but it's creativity. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and that's yes. that's the thing. You can be a rapper, you know, even when it comes down to, you know, I'm not even going to mention one particular artist. I'm not going to shit on him like that on this podcast. But, Go ahead. you know, no, I'm Go not. Ahead. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because, <laughs> no, you know, I got to go. <laughs> the reason the reason I'm not going to do it is because he's got enough of that in his personal life. So I'm going to leave that alone. But I'll say, you know, when you have artists like that who are really just part of the machine who people are using and he doesn't realize it, then he'll accept the shitty music that they're putting out and it's supposed to be at the top of the pop chart. But, you know, eventually that doesn't last, you know, so right. so it'll be over soon and hopefully he'll re- he'll realize that the stuff he was putting out was bullshit. So appreciate you again. You can you can hit us up. Uh, hit me up. This is the G podcast at Gmail dot com. Love your feedback. Appreciate y'all's feedback. And uh, and, and and let's let's do our thing. Um, you know, again, don't forget, follow us on Facebook, IG, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, go to Castropolis dot net. Click the banner. Everything you need is there. All the information you need on how you can connect with us. Uh, again, that's uh, castropolis.net forward slash this is the G podcast. Any final thoughts from from the panel? I'll, I'll start with you, Tanya B, and then we'll go to K-Dub and then Obviously, we'll end it with Wild. You, know, you talk about Vegas. I, now, I will break the bank to go to Vegas to see Silk Sonic because, again, they are showmen, they're entertainers, they are musicians, they get it. They have studied from the greats, hence their continued success. And one thing that we talked about with these artists – um, just to remind you again, Anderson Park has a label. It's called Ape Ish, and I'm not saying L Ape Shit Records. But the thing is, a lot of people are not going to qualify because in order for him to even look at you or listen to whatever you submit, you have to be able to play an instrument, and you got to have some musical, real music training, and that eliminates a whole lot of people. Yeah, so true, so true. All right, what you got, Kate? Up. Oh man, I got to give you a big shout out for that that Tommy's corner piece, man. That was nice. I really like that. Appreciate you, bro. I, I really like that. Yeah, you was on your you was on your shit. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Great piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Wyo, you got some poetic piece for us. Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, but first, I want to tell Tanya B, those um Silk Sonic tickets. I just looked them up because I'll be going to Vegas a couple of times, and um. Some of the people going, they wanted to know about the ticket prices. I think, like, well, front, it's going to be in the section. Well, front yeah. section, like, is $600. Um, now, probably you want VIP. That's that goes Wait, up. But front then, section the, the, with the a notes. restricted view. But yeah, uh, but you no, know, no, still, no, just, that's that's front section in front okay, of the stage. You know what? And then, and then the balcony is it. like, hey, hey, hey. One, <laughs> what, one at a time on the delay. 180. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't, you just want to be there, right? You just want to be there. 
It's nah, like the new addition. I ain't gotta be there. <laughs> uh, no, I like Michael, Jackson, Michael Jackson got to be there. But you know, if I were gonna go to Vegas, two shows I would go see. I'd go in, to Anita Baker, and I would even go to Silk Sonic. And no tea, no shade, Dion Warwick. I've seen you enough, and enjoy your Vegas residency. It's only a month. Hmm. I gotta hear some walk on by though. Baker, but I, I I like the comedy shows a lot too when I go out. Like, um. But yeah, okay. Let me do this thing. Things don't change. We just rearrange what we do. When we do, how we do, why we do it. The seed been planted that human beings on this earth since the day of our birth, taking life for granted, live it for what it's worth. If we doubt it, not believing in the higher being through our third eye, not seeing, just agree that we disagree and let it be. Religion easily driven, power of an individual's vision and what it can do. How does it apply to you? Good stuff. Thank you so much, YL. Let me give you an applause. <laughs> Big applause. Thank you, thank you. I still, I still <laughs> yeah. wait for my beat, um, K-Dub. I know you called me. Yeah, I got you. Hey, why don't, why don't y'all work that out? Mm-hmm. Send it to send it to K-Dub and let him produce it. There we go. <laughs> That'll work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get you some beats. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Yeah, appreciate you. We met outside of one of one of the shows, and we we kind of tweaked a few things. So we, mm. when we get the final product on some things, we'll 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 make sure we share it on the show. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, y'all. Hey, with that, appreciate y'all, K Dub, Tanya B, Yo, and and by the way, um, Kansas City lost. Whoa, Aww. man. Sensi, hey, hey, Bootsy, Bootsy. I'm a team of Cincinnati fans. Let me tell you, hey, hey, uh, K Dub, Bootsy is in the Super Bowl. Well, that's where I'll take that part, but I'm a tease when they lose, but they're gonna lose because Bootsy is a big Bootsy is a big Cincy fan, so yeah, yeah. That's where he is. That's where he is. All right, y'all, hey, with that, uh, episode 115 is in the can, and we are out of here. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.